You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Don Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Lauren Krauss from the September 2021 edition. Navigating the Diagnosis Maze Polycystic ovary syndrome is one of the most common endocrine disorders among women, so you'd think quality treatment would be an easy given. Unfortunately, that's not the case. These women took their health into their own hands and gained both power and support. You can do the same. Let's face it, it's not always easy to discuss body problems like upper lip hair, off-schedule periods, or runaway weight gain. Now imagine having a condition in which you're plagued with all those tricky, tough-to-talk-about issues, which is exactly the situation with polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS. People living with PCOS are no strangers to stigma and confusing information about their health. Despite being the most common endocrine disorder among women of reproductive age in the U.S., it often goes undiagnosed for years. The root of this problem? Patients and doctors alike often wrongly assume symptoms are self-inflicted or unrelated. Plus, common side effects of PCOS, like body hair and belly fat, coupled with a lack of personalized support, only add to the body image issues, anxiety, and disordered eating that PCOS patients are far more likely than others to struggle with. What's more, the need for coordinated care among endocrinologists, OBGYNs, dermatologists, and others places a burden on patients to puzzle piece together their own solutions. In fact, in a recent survey, nearly half of 1,385 women living with PCOS saw three or more health pros before they even secured a diagnosis. And in a separate study, the majority of women said their PCPs were low on empathy and that they had to argue with them over the legitimacy of their concerns and the need for referrals to specialists. It's no wonder that women head online to search for answers, exchange notes of encouragement, and share wins and losses. Thousands of posts, tweets, and memes send one clear message. The five million Americans living with this condition deserve better, but compassionate care is out there if you know how to find it. These three women with PCOS who put in the work to get to the proverbial finish line have advice so you or someone you love can receive the proper attention. Doctors constantly assumed I wanted to talk fertility. Monica Williams, 46, Louisiana. I visited an OBGYN at 19 because I hadn't had my period for a few months. 
he didn't give me a diagnosis or any real explanation for what was going on with me. Instead, I got a birth control prescription and the tip that I might never be able to have children, so I should prepare for adoption. As a college student who wasn't concerned about starting a family, I hadn't even asked about fertility. Fast forward through years of agonizing symptoms to age 27, when I gained 30 pounds and was referred to an endocrinologist who finally diagnosed me with PCOS. From that point forward, it amazed me that every doctor I came into contact with still only wanted to discuss fertility care. When I said I wasn't interested in improving my odds of pregnancy, they blew me off, or the conversation ended at that. When I asked to focus on my own health, I never got clear, specific instructions or recommendations for improving it. Over the years, I've spent thousands of dollars on physicians, dietitians, therapists, support groups, medicine, and supplements. It wasn't until my late 30s that I found a doctor who cared about me as an individual and tried to treat my condition as a whole, not just a fertility problem. Seeing as many as five doctors in a year to find even one who was remotely concerned has been normal for me, sadly. My advice is to move on immediately if you sense your provider isn't addressing your overall well-being. Networking is key too. Since I know how hard it can be to find the right physician, I've made it a point to refer numerous women to my doctor. I looked healthy, but my symptoms were real. Rachel Laguna, 31, Virginia. In 2011, when I was 21, I was rushed to the hospital with such intense pain that I couldn't walk. After tests, the team told me I was in perfect condition and eventually sent me home. One month later, an OBGYN found a baseball-sized cyst on my ovary. She sent me for surgery to remove it and diagnosed me with PCOS and endometriosis. She retired soon after, and I was left to find a new specialist. It's been a decade since that diagnosis, yet my symptoms have only gotten more concerning. Sometimes they're so intense, I can't run, cycle, or do a lunge. Over the years, I've had to push doctors to take my condition seriously and have spent a lot of time reading about what works and doesn't for others. But my standards paid off. In 2018, I got lucky and connected with a doctor who listens and truly tries to help me. One of the best things I did was join PCOS Challenge, a nonprofit that provides resources for women living with this condition. Connecting with these ladies has been a life-saving experience. The support we give each other is something you just can't get from medical professionals. Being able to talk about struggles with people who understand calms my mind. With the help of a community, I've realized I'm not crazy. My symptoms are real. Discovering a specialist who was a woman of color shifted everything. Charity Nichols, 34, Oklahoma. I was in the ideal situation at 27, entering my final year of law school, 
dating my future husband, and leading a healthy life. But my periods had been irregular since my early 20s, and when I started gaining weight for no apparent reason, I found myself trapped in a cycle of anxiety and irritability. When I shared my symptoms with my PCP, he prescribed anti-anxiety meds. But my weight continued fluctuating, and I had dizzy spells and GI issues. For five years, I struggled to figure out what was wrong, going from specialist to specialist. I was repeatedly prescribed anti-anxiety and depression medication and told that people with my background, I'm black, tend to have poor diets, despite my good eating habits and weekly workout routine. Doctors told me to lose weight and my symptoms would go away. This did not work. Eventually, I was diagnosed with an underactive thyroid and Crohn's, a type of inflammatory bowel disease, as well as food allergies. But the irregular periods, weight fluctuation, dizzy spells, and mood issues continued. It wasn't until a few years later, when I was trying to get pregnant, that my OBGYN referred me to a reproductive endocrinologist who happened to be a woman of color. She reviewed my medical history, listened, and applied her knowledge. It took her two hours to give me the diagnosis I'd waited on for half my life, PCOS. What made this doctor different was that she didn't operate on stereotypes. I believe I previously faced the age-old racist beliefs that black women are tough able to withstand pain longer than others, eat soul food, and are pushy and aggressive. This doctor looked at the full picture objectively. Now I understand my struggles were due to problems with my metabolism and the anxiety wasn't just from stress. My hormones were all over the place. The importance of representation as well as inclusion and diversity training in all fields cannot be overstated. Continue advocating for yourself, be aware of stereotypes, and know that you're not alone. Caption, Virtual Victory. Many PCOS patients are leaning on telehealth now and will continue to do so for the ease and convenience. Ensure meetups on the screen are successful with these strategies. Do your homework. A diagnosis may require a blood test to check hormone levels or an ultrasound of your ovaries. Ask your doc if you need scans IRL before virtually meeting. You can do them at a local lab and have a diary of symptoms and cycles and a medical history ready. Get specific. There's no one size fits all approach to PCOS, so have a list of questions that matter most to you to make the most of calls. For example, how can we treat my hair growth? What's the most effective exercise plan for me and my interests? If anything's unclear, ask for explanation. Know your numbers. In addition to getting regular digital check-ins, query your pro on how often to test your glucose tolerance cholesterol levels, and more via online labs like Quest Diagnostics or LabCorp to monitor your health 
as symptoms evolve. That brings us to the end of today's article, Navigating the Diagnosis Maze. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Larry, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.